Oh, friends, I'm having a hard time, if I'm totally honest. Not with the podcast or anything, but simply for the book that I had to read this week. Holy jeez. So, pardon me, that was my dog sighing. If you're new to the pod, welcome. This is YA Nightmares. I'm your illustrious host, Koji. Basically, every other week, come on here. And I talk shit about a really, really bad example of uh, YA literature or some sort of offshoot of YA literature. Occasionally, I've been mulling this over, but occasionally I might come on here and actually talk about a good book. Oh my god. Because this one, I might need a palate cleanser. So, uh, once again, I'm going to go into this saying, I've never written a full book myself that wasn't like, something hastily done on notebook paper in high school to appease my friends. So I, at the end of the day, even though I'm a huge jerk, I am not as brave and hardworking as the person that wrote this. However, this was a bad book, and I will explain why. So the book I read for this episode is called Heartache High. And didn't mean for that to sound as sensual as it did. My apologies. But it is by John Jacks, and I found it because, okay, so my whole process for finding these books um, is to kind of just go on blogs and things and also kind of poke around on Amazon and try to find the most low, like, excuse me, the lower rated, like, YA books. Um, And I try not to dip too much into the people that self-publish because I think ultimately that's basically like Wattpad stuff. Like, I try to find things that were published possibly by a reputable publisher because it feels like, you know, more legitimate. Otherwise, I could just be a dickhead and like scour Wattpad and bully a bunch of teenagers. So this book, it was kind of hard to find, actually, because when you're going on Amazon, it's not like they organize it in a way where um, it's not the same as setting your filter to low to high for reviews like you can do a minimum rating but you can't really ask for like the worst of the worst so I really had to comb through to find this but um let me just read to you what it's about I'm on the Amazon page now if you hear me click it around I'm just going through my show notes so you can never leave nope no period just you can never leave how close have you come to finding yourself enrolled at heartache high closer than you think If you've ever been in love with someone who didn't know you existed, or someone who broke up with you, leaving you brokenhearted, at Heartache High, you will find yourself surrounded by students just like you, people who endlessly hope it won't always be a hopeless love. Problem is, once you've enrolled at Heartache High, you can never leave. Sorry, something Hotel California, uh, doesn't matter. But yeah, that's, that's what it's about, which almost as interesting like the idea of being trapped at a weird high school full of like other students that have like unrequited love like there's some potential there and I think that's why I picked it because I was like well this actually might be kind of good and the rating is three and a half out of five stars out of 21 ratings so this was a Kindle exclusive and it's by John Jacks who has written a ton of other shit for Amazon. Oh my god. Um, He's written... There's sequels to Heartache High. So, I may be reading 
more of these. But he's also written stuff like uh, Wired Girl, Weird Girl. It's spelled uh, W-Y-R-D, girl, a uh, weird girl. Yeah. Uh, Porcelain Princess, Freaking Freak, which I favorited. Thank me later. Petals, Veil, The Boy in White Linen, like, you know, whatever. But when you click on his profile, it says that he is actually, like, in the entertainment business. Like, he's a creative director and screenwriter and all this stuff. So, again, like, I thought this had promise. Like, I was like shit, I might not be able to use this, use this for the show because it might actually be kind of good. <clears throat> that was not the case. <laughs> I feel like I'm really dancing around it. It's like I'm, there's just so much wrong with it that I really don't even know where to start. Um, okay, so I'll just start with the major, major issues associated with this so like the synopsis is really bare bones and I wish I can give you like more than that but that's really what it's about just some girl that her name is Steph okay she is super in love with this dude called Ian and all of a sudden she ends up at heartache high she wakes up everything's weird it's like this old Victorian school it's described as a really old school a lot um which is another point things are described half-ass I'll get to that later so when she gets there she meets these two uh two homies which names I've already forgotten because of course I would holy poop let me scoot down the road here oh my god there's so much here that happens before ah Jassy and Dave that's what they're called so she meets these two other teens once she gets there and they kind of explain to her like, hey, you know, we don't really understand what this whole situation is about. But once you're here, you can't leave. And the only thing we all have in common is that we loved somebody a lot and either fucked up that relationship on the outside or like they never reciprocated our affections. And now we're just stuck in this weird high school situation and we don't know how to get out. And we're just we've been here so long we're dealing with it. So, like, Jassy's been there for, like, 30 years or something crazy, and Dave has been there for 15, something like that. I think those are the numbers. Which, again, like, it's it kind of sounds potentially cool. Like, oh, my God, like, why? Like, who set this up? Are they dead? And it is just a slog to get to some answers. But I think the most glaring problem I have with this book is really just how everything is like described I don't even that's, that sounds fucked up I don't want to be like the real problem I have with this book is the way it was written it was dog shit but I mean like kind of <laughs> um no the real thing I have with it is and I'm not trying to be like a grammar like grammar police you know but it's everything not everything every other sentence is like a fragment and it's so clunky and like poorly organized that getting to like the meat and potatoes of the story is like I don't even know army crawling through mud I think that'd be the best way I could describe it it's some rough shit but um it so it starts with a dream which I think already is shitty it starts with a dream um about her love for this dude named Ian and 
the dream idea kind of pervades the novel. She's thinking she keeps having these weird dreams or daydreams even where she's actually in a relationship with Ian, but she's a huge dick to him. And he's like, and again, I always loved you. Like, I don't understand. Now that we're booed up, you're like, you're not the same you. And that continues in bits and pieces and gets stronger and stronger and stronger while she tries to figure out like why she's there. But it's so abrupt in every description. You never really get a sense of what anybody looks like. You never really get a sense of what anything looks like. The scenery, who even knows? You don't know what the protagonist is meant to look like. You don't know what the other students are meant to look like you barely get a description of the grounds like aside from it being like victorian you you i don't i'm not the type of reader that expects the author to give me so much detail that there's no room for my own interpretation like i think that there's something to be said of like dipping in a little bit of detail and then letting your reader who you're assuming is smart enough to do so, fill in the blanks, you know? You don't even get that with this. All I know is that Steph is a girl from England, some part of England, and she, I don't even know if you get her age. Yeah, you get nothing. I mean, she doesn't have a ton of confidence about her own looks, but what teenage girl does but I can't assume anything about her one way or the other. And that's going, that's the same for everybody except the villain of the story. The, that's really the only character in this where you get more of a visual description of what they look like. But that is not even, and I swear to God, you don't get to the actual, ugh, This is, I've been watching too much fucking anime. You don't get to the boss fight until the end of the book. There's no buildup either. It just goes from her being confused in the school and sort of making friends and sort of figuring things out to boom, there's a bad guy. That's how you got here, bitch. Fuck you. Here we go. We beefing now. Oh, cool. You kind of beat her. And then the book's over. Oh, but it, it, the end, question mark. That's how this feels. This book is, um, according to Amazon, that's 147 pages. But I was able, and I'm not saying this to, you know, brag or anything about my reading speed, but I was able to blast through this book in like two hours. And that's kind of ridiculous for a book that's about 150 pages. Like I shouldn't be able to like fire through it that fast. And I wish I was exaggerating. Like there's so little description and everything is just in bits and pieces, bits and pieces. So you're like, okay, you're essentially, the entire reading experience feels like you're skimming it. And you, it kind of makes you want to go back and reread some of it. Because you feel like you're missing something, but you're really not. There's just nothing there. There's just nothing there. And I'm trying not to like get too excitable as I describe this. Because y'all should know from episode one, when I get too excited... Dude, I just start saying like, 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 and that's not what y'all here for. But honestly, the whole thing just felt confusing, dude. And it makes me wonder if all of John Jack's books are like this. Like, I think, here we go again. I've said like, like four times. I think that he is suffering from, I don't know, what could I call it? 
so here's my here's my beef that I have with um a lot of YA and I feel like these specific books are the ones that are least successful for this very reason but it's something that I kind of call adult brain where the author is writing from a teenage perspective but they never put aside their adult brain and perspective so everything feels super inauthentic and like weird weird is the best way I can describe it like throughout the book the protagonist is meant to be a teenage girl but it always felt like what a 50 year old dude's idea of a teenage girl like that's all I felt through it it never felt like an actual teenager's voice and I know that that can be really difficult for older writers but at the end of the day if you're gonna like get into this type of genre you need to figure some shit out especially if you're a screenwriter like I was so tempted to really like tear this dude like his whole IMDB page apart but I was scared because I felt like that's bullying (laughs) I don't know like I feel like if I can comment on the the book and just kind of leave it there, that's what this show is about. I feel as though if I really start tearing apart, what's the name, John Jacks, really diving into his shit and finding out everything he's ever done, that's straight up bully. <laughs> and I don't want this to turn into that. But if I may continue, just honestly, like I really kind of don't normally... I would say, come cringe with me, like literally come cringe with me. I want you to read the book so you can listen along and be like, oh my God, that's exactly what I thought. But I really like don't want you to read this. Like you, one of my few listeners, dude, don't read this shit, honestly. Like I think that just listen to the episode and maybe read a few Goodread reviews, or um, I believe this is on Goodreads, or just check out some of the Amazon reviews, like the lower Amazon reviews, and that's really all you need. You are missing nothing by not reading this. It's that bad. And if anything, the only reason to read this is to see an example of what not to do and how not to write a YA book. Like, I admire the man's dedication to sit down and write a book, like, straight through. 147, that's nothing to sneeze at, but damn, this is bad. The entirety of the plot, like I've already said, fixation on this boy ends up in this school with these two random homies. Um, And when she's there, her homies are really nonchalant about the whole thing. They have classes, but not really. They have... um. All the classes aren't set up as normal academic classes. You don't have biology, things like that. What you have instead are these strange, almost therapy sessions that everybody goes to, but they're not required to. You can just pop in. And in these settings with the other students, you're basically doing a group therapy situation and trying to like move away from the mentality that puts you in this weird, unrequited love situation in the first place. But because everybody is so resigned to the fact that they're stuck in heartache high for, I mean, like I said, her friends were there for 30 and 15 years, because they're so resigned to staying there, it kind of defeats the purpose of even having these classes. Like, I kind of see what Jax was going for with the whole camaraderie thing and the idea that the people there actually want to grow and heal. 
but it really doesn't go anywhere. Like, it's very weird. Like, there's no incentive for Steph to go to any of these classes. There really isn't. Um, but what she ends up doing is going there and being, like, head shit because she decides to write what she calls the Heartache High Primer, which is, like, a guide to getting over being dumb as shit and, like, letting these men control you out here. Well, it's not that aggressive, but basically she writes this whole thing about this is how you get over the person that got you stuck here. And hopefully if you follow my instructions, you get to leave. Meanwhile, she feels like a um, like she's lying to everyone and herself because while she's talking all this good shit inside, she's still having these weird daydreams slash regular dreams about old boy. By the way, if you hear a sigh, that's my dog. She whiz. Anyway, so this whole time she's having these weird dreams and you think like they're not really related anything to anything because they keep going and going without like having an effect on her time in this place. But out of nowhere almost, it turns into, wait a minute. Maybe my dreams are real. Maybe this is my connection to Ian in the outside world. Because, like, I didn't explain this before, but if you try to escape, you run off the grounds, everything just reverses and comes right back. Which was actually, no joke, the only, like, really well-written part of this. If I may be super honest, while I was reading this, I started drinking because I was getting bored. (laughs) And... Like, every other piece of my show notes, when I'm looking through, they're not, I wasn't, like, drunk as shit. I was just, like, kind of tipsy just to get through. But my show notes say, huh? What does that even mean? Learn what a fragment is. Why do all the chapters end really strange and abruptly? Who are you people? <laughs> um, also, the author references things that are way too out of a teenager's, like, train of thought that's the only thing I think of at the time so he references the Marx Brothers in a weird way and I'm a grown-ass woman okay I had no idea what he was talking about I even wrote in my show notes who is this for um there was a part that was actually low-key like really cool oh yeah the sequence where he talks about when he talks about trying to leave and then immediately being like transported back that part really cool um it was like a loop sequence where Steph was trying to run and she ran past this group of kids and she ran past these trees and this football match and then it turns into um all of a sudden the trees give way to open parkland a football match is underway Groups of young people are lazing about. Music's playing. Welcome back to Heartache High. So it just repeats in reverse order all the things she already saw. And I thought that was actually really well done. That was kind of good. That's literally the only thing. (laughs) That's really the only thing. Which is a total shame. The other thing that I wanted to mention, I totally forgot until I saw it in my show notes just now. There is a part where... She is describing one of her weird dreams she's having where she is in a relationship with Ian, but it's actually being like flipped where she is giving him all this drama and bullshit and he's really lovey-dovey and she's treating him like monkey meat. 
and she says that she's really seductive and like acting really really different because she's little miss virgin or whatever and she says i've never felt more beautiful more seductive this is the part that i highlighted because i was like huh i don't like that i don't like that at all and i'll i'll read it and i want i want you to let me know what you think it says i was geisha venetian courtesan and Matahari all rolled into one. Hey, bro. This is a book for teenagers. And you're saying that this girl was so seductive, she felt like basically different versions of a prostitute all rolled into one? I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Okay. Didn't want to hit you with the gross ASMR without your consent. But when I was reading through it, I literally made that same like, oh, I don't like that at all. Mm-mm. Something about it just rubs me the wrong way. And then that's one of the other points of the book that totally jolted me back into like, this was written by a 50 year old man. This was not written by a young lady. There's no way in the world. Cause who the fuck? No. She also talks about lusting and, you know, but being so innocent, but nothing felt real. Like everything felt so surface level and hollow and ugh, it was just a slog. But anyway, moving into the plot, cause Lord knows, I don't want you to read this. I just want you to know what happens. Um, as she's going through all this, the dreams get more vivid. And then she realizes, Hey, I might be onto something here. This may be real. So when she sits down and concentrates, this is when everything kicks off and she dream version of her and dream version of ian go visit a fortune teller for some fucking reason and when they get there they have this super awkward encounter with her and come to find out that the fortune teller has actually been the one to orchestrate this whole exile into heartache high because she had visited him or excuse me she had visited the uh fortune teller before and asked for help with like seducing Ian and the fortune teller like latched onto her insecurities and her like love for Ian and basically is this demon that finds these people these young people are always teenagers that have these strange romantic issues and she swaps them out so she puts their souls excuse me their souls essentially into heartache high and has one of her children male and female inhabit their bodies in the real world and wreak havoc as incubi and succubi which like low-key don't that kind of sound kind of cool like wouldn't that have been cool if they had introduced that shit way further in the book i'm telling you dear listener i'm telling you they don't introduce this shit until like way too far in the book for you to care it's almost like john jack started writing this and he got to the point where he was like, there needs to be a conflict. Like, there has to be a reason she's at heartache high, right? And she like, I'm, I'm thinking John Jacks just skimmed through a mythology book, did some light Googling, you know, and found some mythology that kind of worked and created the rest of the story around it. Like, I am a thousand percent convinced that's what happened because none of this tonally, plot-wise, character-wise makes any goddamn sense, okay? So... And oh, it's called Panthea. I was looking for it in my show notes to, so if you want to like look that up in your leisure, that's what it's based off of Panthea. And 
it's Lamia and Panthea, and that's actually the Lamia person, or excuse me, the Panthea person is the only one that is actually fully described. And she's described as really beautiful and mixed race, which mixed with what races, girl? Huh? John Jacks? Mixed race could be, you know, Asian and black. That could be white and like Latina. Like what? what eh? Give me more. Give me, give me more, you know? But we never get anything. We just get this weird, not satisfying boss battle that only lasts like three pages when <laughs> there's a literal description of like medieval style printmaking that takes way longer to describe and is much more detailed. I wish I was making that up. The most detailed part of this book is a point in which you can hear my dog snore. A point in which she creates a block print uh like slate that she uses to create copies of the weird guide to heartache high because they don't have modern printers because it's supposed to be a really old school that is so lovingly detailed that I highlighted the whole fucking thing for my show notes because I was just reading through it and I was like yo this is kind of interesting low-key and then it kept going and going and going and I was like wait a minute what the fuck I don't even know what the main character looks like but now I know how to make prints on an old school printmaking device why is that why is that a thing oh my god but at the end they do leave things you know open for for a little bit of a sequel it says uh at the very end basically after they beat the shit out of this panthea character they aren't able to kill her daughter lamia and lamia just fucks off and escapes so it leaves the door open for more adventures. Plus, none of them are able to actually escape Heartache High. What ends up happening is that Ian, who, you know, he realizes that the girl he thought he was with isn't the real Steph. He kind of knew all along in some level. But he ends up in Heartache High with her. So she's the only one in Heartache High that's booed up. Like, everybody is there. And even if they get on really well, like Jesse and Dave her homies from the beginning, they actually vibe really well. But they are so hung up on the people that were outside that they didn't you know they had that unrequited love they won't get together which is fucking stupid like that's so unrealistic for teenagers excuse me a high school where there's unlimited food and no adult supervision it'd be covered in never mind that's gross as shit because it's teenagers but you know what what fluids would be coding that damn school okay so the only one there that's booed up and happy at the very end is Steph and Ian. We don't know what fucking Ian looks like either, by the way. If you were hoping that because he was the love interest, we would get a loving description of his visage. Nah, Nabi, be a nothing. But at the end, it says, and I'll just read the end because it's really short. <clears throat> Please ignore my dog snoring. I would wake him up, but I just don't have the heart. He's very cute. All right, it says, thing is, I'm luckier than most students at Heartache High because at least I know I have Ian here with me. And sometimes, you know, as we walk hand in hand across the lawns or kiss beneath the shade of the trees, I wonder if I could wish for anything more. Was that against the rules of Heartache High? Then should you find happiness here after all? Real quick, let me run that back. Was that against the rules of Heartache High? Question mark. The next question is that you should find happiness here after all? Why did we set... <laughs> it's a grammar thing, but it's very clunky. 
You know what? I'm continuing reading, by the way. You know what? I don't think there is a rule against it. End. And then right after, like immediately after on the same page, this is available soon. Be sure to read Heartache High, The Primer, which is the book she read, or excuse me, she wrote while she was there. And then there's another one. Um, I just saw it. Excuse me. <laughs> Pardon my professionalism. Oh, Heartache High, The Awakening. The Wokening? The Awakening. Wokening? What the fuck is that? Oh, it's The Awakening. I wish it was called The Wokening. That shit would be hilarious. But now I have two other books that I might have to read. And when I look at the reviews on the Amazon page, Heartache High, three and a half stars out of five. Heartache High Primer, one star. Heartache High, The Wokening Wakening, four stars. So I'm kind of curious. I I might skip the primer because that just sounds like torture and jump right into the Wokening Awakening. Actually, let me look at the primer. Let's do this shit while I'm on the show. Why not? <laughs> I'm learning how to podcast, you guys. Yeah, it's literally just like the weird book that she writes in the beginning of the first story. So I'm like probably not going to read that. Plus, it costs 99 cents, dude. If I'm going to pay 99 cents, I'm going to buy The Wokening Awakening. Okay, that's the continuation. And The Wokening Awakening says you can never leave. If you've ever been brokenhearted by a hopeless love, then count yourself lucky you didn't find yourself enrolled at Heartache High. Even the beautiful Jillian Hazelhurst girl, girl, finds herself there. Finds, too that she can never return to the real world she's left behind. Only her friend, Stephanie Johnson, shout out Steph from book one, e, another heartache high permanent student, has a chance of helping Jillian work out how she ended up trapped in a school you can never leave. But once Steph becomes involved, the mystery only deepens. Because in the real world, Jillian doesn't have any friends. What the fuck? That's, that's, the, rest of the, that's the rest of the description. Wait, hold on. Am I am I wrong? That's that's such a weird. Isn't that weird to end it there? Hold on, I'm tripping. It says, but once Steph becomes involved, the mystery only deepens because in the real world, Jillian doesn't have any friends. I don't understand. <laughs> that's such an odd place. That doesn't entice me to read the book. That's such a weird place to end that. What the fuck? Oh my god! But the reviews are like good. Love this series. Not as good as the first, girl. If it wasn't as good as the first, then I'm going to be really hurting. Um, short much? I don't want to sound like a buzzkill, but this was too short. It took me five minutes to read the whole thing. Um, short much? She repeated herself. Go off, sis. This book, just, this book, just like the last one, carries your attention and keeps you reading. I couldn't put down my Kindle down the book that was that good. Okay. And then I really like this book because at one point or another, we teenagers have fallen in love with someone we can't have. John Jax, did you write that review? This book is an account of those who fall in love and become obsessed and found that we care about nothing else when we become devoted. I love this book. John wrote that. I don't give a shit. This is Oceana Shimizu. First of all, fake name. Second of all, John Jax wrote that. Thanks. You're not going to trick me, John Jax. Oh, my God. Ooh. We're at 31 minutes. I mean, what else can I say about this book that 
aside from again one more time please don't fucking read this like I promise you you're not missing out like just if you want if you want more from John Jack's don't worry dude I got you I'm definitely gonna read a couple more of these because some of these like other titles he has sound intriguing low-key we've got and this is the very last well actually yeah this is the very last page of the book um heartache high it has a full list of everything else he's written says the caught the rules chapter one that's what the book's called sleeping ugly yeah, that's the next one I'm going to read. I'm just going to go ahead and let y'all know I'm reading Sleeping Ugly. That sounds fucking hilarious. The Barking Detective Agency, The Healing, The Lost Fairy Tale, A Horse for a Kingdom, Charity, The Most Beautiful. Yeah, I'm going to read Sleeping Ugly. That sounds so goddamn funny, dude. Oh, my God. But. Oh, man. I just. Oh, one more show note I had. <laughs> one more show note. So there's a point toward the end when like they did the big boss battle and everyone lives to fight another day where her homies are running over to her. And it says here, Dave and Jassy are alongside me, grinning like a couple of anime cartoon characters. First of all, John Jax, what the fuck? Don't directly target me, bitch. You know goddamn well what time it is. You already know your girl Koji's a weeb. So you're going to throw that in there and insult the tribe? Fuck you, girl. And next, I even put that on my show notes. I feel attacked. <laughs> anime cartoon characters. That's like saying cartoon cartoon characters. It's an it's already in the name. It's anime. It doesn't matter. Um, and then the last thing I put in my show notes, and I'll close out the episode on this because I don't want to drag y'all down this long, exhausting road with me because this book was too short for me to go on for an hour about. But the last thing I will leave you with. My show note was, I highlighted the very last line that said, I don't think there's a rule against it, the thing I already read, and I wrote, what a miserable experience reading this was. (laughs) Even though by this time I had polished off, I think two beers, two or three beers, and I was feeling kind of chill, I was just so upset, and I had to read something else to get the taste out of this, or excuse me, the taste of this out of my goddamn eyes. I think I read like a manga or something to get rid of this, but to close, if I had to give this a rating, um, I would give this a half a Hotel California out of five. You can go to Heartache High, you can never goddamn leave, but this book was so short, I never really got a sense of what Heartache High actually was, but I'm gonna read the other one. Just for you guys. That's not going to be next week, though, because I need a goddamn break. I'm going to read something else. But I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. I know it's all over the place. Until I find my groove, it's going to be all over the place. But I hope you keep rocking with me until I figure out my shit, because I do really enjoy doing this. It's a fun time, dude. But if you want to get updated on what's going on with the pod, what I'm going to be reading next, you can check out my website, yanightmares.com you can check out my instagram uh twitter all that i'll post everywhere what i'm going to be reading next and when but i have a detailed calendar on the old website and this is available across platforms so wherever you're listening if you can rate me highly if you fuck with it then that'd be really helpful man but oh and if you have a recommendation for a book that i should be reading shoot me a damn email okay 
The email for the pod is ya.nightmares at gmail. But there's also a little area on my website where you can submit suggestions. I would love to hear from anybody that listens to this and wants to give me suggestions on things to read. I really want this to be more interactive. Might put it on YouTube. Who knows, man? But anyway, until then, keep reading YA. Try to find some good shit and stay safe. Everything's crazy right now.